0: Welcome to As Told Here, conversations and stories shared in the public interest in Studio W at WPAA-TV and Community Media Center. As Told Here brings community media to where
1: you are. One of the reasons why David and I are here to talk about this today is we want to let people know that. This is actually a a great way to bond with family and friends and and, uh, it's a safe sport. Hello, my name is Doug Odishu. I'm here with Dave
0: Lyman. The age of three is when I started. I come from Lyman Orchard and what was the Lyman Gunsight Corporation. In 1976, I won the British Junior National Championship. And in 1981 and 82, I won the National Championship uh, in this country. I have coached India. Uh, Olympic teams on four separate occasions. I used to coach the U.S. wheelchair shooting team for eight years. I coached them. We went to Seoul, Korea and participated in the Paralympics there. And most of my time now is spent at the range teaching firearm safety to youth and to adults. I do very little competitive shooting now on my own. Uh, I was going to college in Alaska on a shooting scholarship Um, My wife uh, is captain of the rifle team, married her in Alaska, and then moved her back down here. If you ask her who the better shooter is, she'll tell you she is. (laughs) If you ask me who the better shooter is, I'll tell you I am. After 14 years of marriage, we had our first and only child and named him Remington, which obviously goes with the whole scenario. It's been a great life for me. It all stems around the safety aspect of it. There's no other sport. That is more respected and more controlled more safety oriented than the shooting sport and, and i 'm not unique there 's millions of people all over the country that do the same thing I do that teach the same thing, that feel the same way that i do. I started
1: shooting at the age of five, my father was a police officer introduced me to to firearms and uh told me uh, all the safety rules and it's always stuck with me. Had guns my whole life, Uh, went into the military, got back into the shooting sport being an avid collector and shooter, gunsmith. I own Delta Arsenal that's in Wallingford. Got into becoming a counselor, instructor. I was a military law enforcement uh, instructor, just been really pushing the sports hard lately and and trying to get it out to as many people as possible because it's a passion of mine. So we're going to talk about uh, youth and gun safety right now. Youth and gun safety is
0: probably at the beginning of a topic of gun safety in general. Um, I think every child very early age um, decides he or she wants to play with a firearm, especially with video games nowadays, Uh, they're being exposed to more and more firearms on video games. And I feel very strongly that at a very early age, you should at least expose your children to the use of firearms in a very safe manner. We started our son, Remington Lyman, at the age of three. By the age of five, he was telling adults how they should be handling the firearms um, when when the adult would have a a lapse in memory. And he's gone through his life uh, knowing this. We coach uh, between 250 and 300 kids during the winter season. Uh, every year on gun safety. Um, once they learn gun safety, you never have to worry um, them ever again around firearms. When you hear about the negative part of firearms uh, being used with youth, um, it's because the youth haven't been exposed to firearms at an early age, um, and they have an interest and they want to know what happens, what kind of sound it makes, what kind of recoil it has, um, and if they they're taught that at a very early age and exposed to that. You'll never have to worry about them from then on.
1: I agree with you. Uh, I started at the age of five and uh, those safety rules that my father taught me have stuck with me my whole life. I've noticed people that have never been around firearms, first thing they do, pick up the firearm, put their finger on the trigger and squeeze it without even knowing anything about it. And that's where you hear some of the bad negativity about uh, accidents with firearms.
0: The, the shooting sports and, the, and firearm safety is something that every child should be exposed to. Children, when they're exposed to firearm safety, uh, learn respect. They learn the knowledge of firearm safety. In the shooting sports where they're uh, doing an activity of a a competition, um, they learn concentration. We find that a lot of kids that have a difficult time focusing in school um, when they come to the range because they have to focus through that little sight on a gun and they have to get their mind to hold the gun steady and to perform to shoot an accurate shot that teaches that little guy upstairs in the mind concentration and after a few months of that when they go uh, into school the teachers and the parents say geez what's happened to johnny he's concentrating in school and it all stems back to the firearms and firearm
1: safety where people like how can you teach kids firearms and all that but it does help them set those fundamentals for their life too along with shooting I think uh, throughout their life after that it helped me uh, when I was younger and helped me focus and and be patient and all that when it came to certain types of shooting uh, sports.
0: Doug, there's millions and millions of kids learning firearm safety in 4-H programs in Junior Rifle Club programs, uh, in uh, CAP programs, um, National, you know, uh, Youth National Guard programs. Millions and millions of kids learning about them. And unfortunately, we only hear about the negative ones. Uh, We learn about the kids that, um, you know, got into trouble with firearms. And 99.9% of those kids um, have
1: never had exposure to a firearm safety class a firearm safety program if someone was going to get into the program and want to teach their kids how do you help promote that well i think you need need to look in your your
0: area surrounding area see Mm -hmm. if there's any clubs any youth organizations if there's not you know you probably have got a grandfather somewhere along the line or a neighbor that's been in the shooting sports Mm -hmm. um get them to take the the child to the range Um, teach them the proper uh, etiquette of ranges and the firearm safety, Um, and that's how you get into it. Here in Connecticut, we have 18 high schools that have shooting teams. They travel all over the state of Connecticut, just like a football team, just like a soccer team, and they compete against other schools. Through our range, we send many, many shooters to colleges. Um, There's over 600 colleges in the country that offer shooting scholarships. Many people out there in the in the media world um, have no idea that there's even shooting scholarships in college. And it's not a sport like football and basketball where everybody's trying to get a, a scholarship. Hmm. Shooting is a wide open sport. Wow,
1: I didn't know that. I have a wrench too. So, wow, I didn't know that. geez We noticed yeah, it's uh it's a relative or someone that brings in uh, their child and and we allow them to shoot on the range. It's just, um, we just make sure that the safety's there. And the safety's there and all that, then we don't have an issue with it.
0: Yeah, shooting is a really a family-oriented sport, mm-hmm. young and old, big, small. Um, doesn't matter whether you have hair on your head or don't mm-hmm. have hair on your head. You can shoot. Mm -hmm. And you can shoot just as good as anybody else. That's what makes our sport's firearms usage very unique because grandpa or the father who is in the military and comes back and um, can teach their son or daughter about firearms and the correct usage of firearms. And this happens all throughout the country all the time. I'm seeing a rise more in women than
1: in in youth.
0: Um, we have seen a rise, especially in the high school area. Um, many of the high school shooters uh, are trying to go into the military. They see military activity on TV all the time. Um, we see a lot of interest in females uh, in the shooting sports. Females make better shooters than the males do. Agreed. Scientific fact. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> um, so, um, so we see that interest. And of course, you know, once you get the youth involved, then the parents become involved. You've seen the. The 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 mothers and fathers getting their pistol permits and going through that.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely seen where uh, someone in the family gets it, and then like, oh, you got to try this, and then they all come in and shoot, and then it's a whole thing where they get together, and then they start competing against each other, and it just becomes that family activity.
0: Yeah, and they can do that for a lifelong time. Yes, uh, you don't see that on the
1: soccer fields or mm-hmm. in the football fields. You know, it-, it comes to the youth programs. Where do you suggest they start? Uh, pistol, rifle. It's, it's easier for rifle. The, the laws are a little bit
0: easier for parents and, and adults to get into the, the rifle area with their children. But the handgun, we, we get them to go on to handgun. Um, Airgun is very, becoming very, very strong, um, mainly because in the international phase um, it's becoming strong. Um, and again, something that people don't realize is that shooting is an Olympic sport. that's participated by more countries than all but soccer. So it's number two participation of countries in the olympics is shooting you know we're kind of in our own little ball in the united states uh when it comes to shooting sports you go to germany and there's there's air gun ranges in the pubs in germany um the shooting sports in germany is humongous and in many many other countries it's huge as far as uh gun ownership and in uh the shooting facility you can you know address the fact of how to how people are, get into the shooting sports through pistol permit classes and so forth, and you know what it takes to buy a firearm. Maybe you can address that.
1: Well, with, with the law that went in uh, April 4th of uh, 2013, you do have to have a permit or a long gun certificate now to purchase a firearm. The first thing you have to do is a safety course. Uh, the safety course is uh, NRA or... Uh, Something similar with an 8 to 10 hour uh, training curriculum. Goes over fundamentals of guns, uh, the parts, the actual grip, stance, all that. Once you do that, you take a test and then you go to the shooting range, do some shooting. Once you get that certificate at the end when you pass, uh, you apply at your local police department. Once you apply at your local police department, they do a background check, fingerprints, all that. If you clear, you get your temporary permit. Uh, after the temporary permit, it's uh, a, a state permit. You go to the Department of Public Safety and uh, pay them, and you get your five-year permanent. It, it's kind of a long process, but uh, it's w- worth it in the end. And then after that, you can buy long guns, handguns. or in other states where it, it's not like that, you just you show them your driver's license, go in and buy a, a firearm, you know? So we've got a lot of rights taken away here in Connecticut, but you're still able to, you know, exercise your Second Amendment.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that have not learned about the shooting sports and learned mm-hmm. about firearms and they have a misconception of what it really takes to get a firearm uh, especially in this state um, where it's very very stringent to, to get a firearm and to own a firearm mm-hmm. um, and when it comes to gun safety classes there's you know tons of gun safety that you have to go through mm-hmm. uh, the whole way through again you know we feel very adamant that unfortunately with all those laws and all those restrictions in Connecticut the, the crime hasn't gone down, um, the murder rate hasn't gone down, mm-hmm. um, all these gun buyback uh, programs doesn't do a bit of good. You know what bothers me through all that too is that you know Connecticut was always the heritage of firearms. I mean we had four or five of the major firearm manufacturers in Connecticut. You know my family is over 100 years old in firearms, and and all of that has been either frowned upon or taken away from us uh, in this state. And um, you know, as an old Yankee, um, it just burns me up to know every time uh, a new legislator term comes around, um, a little bit of that heritage keeps getting taken away. Yeah,
1: it's a shame how they pushed a lot of the manufacturers out of uh, out of this state, uh, Marlin. Uh, Winchester, um, uh, Savage, you know, uh, we were the manufacturing capital of the world at one time, and, and it's a shame.
0: I think, you know, it's important that, that people realize, the people that are in the business, like you and I, um, we're very adamant about having uh, good control over firearms, mm-hmm. um, yet it needs not be restricted um, to the point where it, it discourages people of getting into it. It's a sport that doesn't have concussions, never had any accidents or any kind of uh, fatalities or anything at a, at a shooting range. There's nobody ever getting hurt, broken bones or anything like that. really is uh, a great sport to be into.
1: I, I agree with you, and, and, and I go through that battle every day of talking to people, hey, don't get discouraged. I know it takes a long time. Just stick with it. When you get through the process, it. it I've seen people just, go, wow, it was worth it to me. You know, I wouldn't give this up for anything. Uh, We've had people from all over the world come because their rights were taken away in their countries that they were in.
0: You see a lot of uh, law enforcement agencies getting more into the
1: safety aspect. There's a lot of safety in in the law enforcement side. There needs to be more training, but then it comes down to money. We've noticed from that side, the guys that are using that tool every day, uh, they're taking their own money and doing it on their own. When it comes to uh, training, if, if, if we have a law enforcement military guy who wants training, we usually uh, donate our time and, and do it with them, depending on what they're trying to achieve. I've donated our time uh, for to different SWAT teams to help them get up to snuff, uh, especially with what's going on in the world now with active shooters. Fortunately, seeing more of this, but that's the world we live in. Uh, we are at war. These guys are starting to come to our hometowns to do it. And It's a shame. With that being said, we are seeing more training with that, and uh, that's one of the things that we're doing now more, too. Um, uh, Trying to push it out more, getting higher qualified people to to do these courses. I I like how they're starting to change this now with uh, the way they're taking over Act, Run, Hide, or Fight, I think Mm -hmm. it is now. I think that's the saying they're using now, which uh, I'm glad to see. Hopefully it, it keeps going on. That's when it goes to the civilian world. The media doesn't talk about the person that stopped an active shooter. Right. They, they only bring out the people that, hey, there was five people killed today by a shooter, instead of there was a guy carrying today concealed and an active shooter showed up and he, the guy took him out. We, we don't hear those stories, but they happen every day too, just like, all the other ones
0: doesn't matter what you use for firearm you need to learn how to use it safely people at all say well my son or daughter has paintballs, or they watch video games well doggone it you need to teach them you know safety even with that it's probably a good idea to teach them safety with a real firearm uh, Mm -hmm. because uh, they'll think of a point paintball as a toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know growing up, um, I was never allowed to, to aim a water gun even mm-hmm. at anybody. My father always said if you get used to, to pointing a water gun at somebody, when it comes time to handling a real firearm, you're gonna have a tendency to point that at the, at the person. In the civilian life, firearms aren't used for mm-hmm. shooting people, mm-hmm. and if you're used to playing paintball, uh, you're gonna be used to that at some point in time.
1: Agreed. The way, Everything is now in the world. I notice a lot of people. A lot of people want to get their permit to carry to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. One tool that we've been using uh, that we tried uh, many years to help General Dynamics uh, help us is uh, we push the whole simunition round. Uh, the simunition round is uh, you can take your gun, uh, you put a different barrel in it. No other live round can go into it. You put on safety equipment, and then you can actually see what it's like to be in a, a situation uh, that is a threat to you. We give people scenarios of uh, being robbed or uh, being held at gunpoint, and how would you deal with that situation if you were, if you were armed? Uh, and people started seeing how, wow, just because I did a safety course doesn't mean I can go out there and get into a gunfight, which I highly suggest you should never do. Right. But if you get to that point where there's no other alternative to protect your life, is to get into that situation, it, it could happen. How would you react in that situation? I used it in the military, and I was like, wow, this is a great tool because it gives you that adrenaline dump and everything, and then it makes you really start to think under pressure. And we noticed uh, with people, when we started doing that, their mistakes was just shoot everything. And then we started noticing that they started focusing more and trying to think their way out of the situations and then all of a sudden to where not even be in those situations at all because they started getting out of that adrenaline dump and the tunnel vision and all that and then being able to work through that situation without taking someone's life or doing what they had to do to protect their life or, or someone else's. My suggestion after a safety course, I think you should definitely do more and more training. There's plenty of courses out there, there's plenty of uh, people teaching different stuff. Just make sure you look at who's teaching you what their background is, where they come from. Looking at the UTM or munition rounds, it goes back to that pointing a gun at somebody. Mm-hmm. You know? But that's after safety. You're going to get a firearm for self-defense. Because uh, you have to be aware of where your muzzle's pointing and what can possibly happen if you miss that person. Like in uh, New York, uh, in Times Square... I think five police officers, they shot 60-something rounds, and they didn't hit the one guy that was, <laughs> had the firearm. So it goes back to training again. That's something uh, that should be looked at, too, on top of safety. You know, Why are you buying a firearm? Why are you getting into it? Is it for sports, or is it for protection, or is it you're a collector?
0: We have at the range a lot of ex-military uh, people that come and, and put on courses uh, and they're teaching people that have been in the sports for 20 years mm-hmm. and have been you know decorated in the military and law enforcement and they always start the courses with a with a safety lecture mm-hmm. and talk about safety and it's it's just drilled into you constantly a lot of people that aren't into firearms at all um, they think that people just Take it nonchalant, and they're not. I mean, gun owners are resp- the most responsible people uh, on the face of the earth. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, they uh, they're they're like race car drivers. Yep. Uh, they know that they have a potentially dangerous uh, weapon in mm-hmm. their hands, and they you know won't won't have anything to do with it. Um, they they use it correctly. They use it responsibly. Are there accidents? Sure, there's accidents, mm-hmm. but. Um, when you come down to it, the accident is usually an outside force. It's mm-hmm. not the actual uh, gun owner and not the actual gun that the owner is handling. There's some other outside activity that uh, is responsible for it. So.
1: And I've seen situations like that. Um, we're shooting on a range, and someone was happened to be hiking. <laughs> and as we're shooting, the guy comes up and over the berm. Hey, guys. Yeah. Fortunately, he didn't get injured, but it's just situations like some people are not aware of their surroundings and why would you go past signs and fences saying shooting range"? You were talking about safety. Uh, one thing I noticed, uh, even if I pick up a toy gun, I always put, index my finger on the firearm. Sure. And that's just been instilled in me like you were talking about. And it, and it started at a young age for me too. And uh, never had an accident or anything like that or a negligent discharge or none of that.
0: Yeah, I think you know, all of us that have been in the sports... Uh, I mean, none of us have, can testify to an accident that's, you know, ever happened to us. I want people to realize that there are community activities, community uh, facilities, community um, programs. Uh, Wallingford Adult Ed right here uh, in town offers a basic pistol marksmanship program. Um, there are community programs that you can go to and learn about firearm safety. It may not be for you, but it's kind of like learning to eat broccoli or learning to swim or anything else in life. Um, You need to try it once. I beg people that are out there to give it a chance and see how you like it and not listen to the political aspect of it, um, not listen to the media aspect of it, but just try it on your own and see if it's something that you like and that there's all kinds of avenues um, that can take you, whether it's through defense aspect, whether it's through the sport aspect, whether it's through competition, whether it's through gun collecting. Um, there's all kinds of aspects that knowledgeable people can take you to uh, in the shooting world. Learn the gun safety first, give it a, a chance, and then uh, decide for yourself one way or the other. That's that's the main thing that I would like to get through uh, with our conversation here this evening.
1: You couldn't have said it any better. Think for yourself, try it out, see what you like, and, and uh, then make your decision. I, I agree with you totally on that. Thank you for joining us. My name is Douglas Odissio. I'm the owner of Delta Arson. This is David Lyman, uh, owner of Blue, Trail Blue Trail Trails. Right Thank you for joining us tonight.
0: Thanks to our local producers and team Hercules for production support. As told here, conversations and stories shared in the public interest in Studio W at WPAA-TV and Community Media Center. As told here, brings community media to where you are.